Ladies and gentlemen, boys, girls, and recruits, you are now tuned in to the Disney Holics Show. Show. That's Mike TV. And that's Jen Diz. Today we're here live at California Adventure for the grand opening day of Avengers Campus. We are so excited to experience it and share all our thoughts with you in this episode. was the end of a long day of grand opening Avengers Campus here in Disney California Adventure. Jen, you've been here since, what, 4 a.m.? Uh, well, actually, long story behind that one, but I got here at 5 a.m., so an hour later than I had expected to, but um, some Airbnb shenanigans set us a little behind and woke us up a little abruptly. But, um, yeah, so I thought it would be fun since the day has now come to a close. We are sitting here at the Hyperion Theater in this huge seating area now um, that we would just reflect on our day and talk about our first impressions of the entire land, the attraction, all that fun stuff. Let's do it. And we have this beautiful Avengers Campus Muzak in the background here. It's really pretty. Sounds like we're in a movie. Um, So let's see. First things first, the land itself is about the same footprint as a bug's land. It still feels small, but at the same time, it feels more spacious somehow. Um, I guess the way that they built some of the facades and the buildings, um, it's hard to tell what's a real building and what is a building that you interact with. Right, yeah, everything is so tall. I think that's what makes it feel much bigger. Um, but yeah, it's. Uh, you're right, it's about the same size, and I thought it was going to be much larger, but I guess also the area going all the way over to Guardians really helped that out as well, right? Kind of a little extension there. (laughs) So, um, I think the land is beautiful. I mean, it's day one, so it better be beautiful, right? (laughs) Um, And I don't know. I feel like there, it's pretty sunny. It's pretty bright yeah. in Avengers Campus. Not a lot of shade. Hopefully the trees will grow in at some point. Um, but yeah, I mean, everything's gorgeous. I, I personally thought that it was really cool to see the uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Mission Breakout Tower. I still want to call it Tower of Terror. But seeing the tower from the inside of Avengers Campus, seeing the layers and having other context than rather than just having the the tower stick out of nowhere. I thought that was pretty cool. Um, But then I think we're talking as you get closer to it, it starts to feel like Hollywood again, I guess. And I want to just add in real quick that we are recording this in this live area, right? With the phone in a cup holder of an infinity gauntlet of Iron Man's infinity gauntlet. And I just thought it was pretty awesome. I'm just looking at this microphone and I'm just laughing to myself as I'm realizing what we're doing here. This Infinity Gauntlet <laughs> is the one that Iron Man wears at the end of Endgame when he does the snap with the Infinity Stones in his Iron Man colored arm. And we've been playing around with these all day. We each have one. It came with a soda. We've been putting anything or everything we could find and sticking it <laughs> inside the cup holder. Including our microphone. Including this <laughs> microphone. 
and doing a lot of fist bumping, which we're going to post later, which is yes, really fun. So much fun. So yeah. So anyways, sorry, I digress. Back to the land. Um, I think like what stood out to me the most is so many character interactions. Like there's just characters everywhere you look, and I. I don't know if I should jump right to it, but my favorite was Adora Milaje. They are so badass. So cool. I can't get over it. They have all these little calls they do, and the music is so good, and they just are out, and they mean business, and I love it. And it's almost like a little, like, Jedi training feeling. Mm, like, they're up there yeah. training us how to make some moves and whatever, and I was just like, oh, okay, this reminds me of Jedi training, and now we kind of get it over in Avengers Campus. I like that. There's something about Wakanda and all the Black Panther characters that are rooted in... It feels so real. Like, it's a real culture that's been there, and then they had these ambassadors come here to help us learn these cool techniques. Right. It seems so real. And then the whole thing with Chadwick, it makes it a little bit more emotional whenever I see Black Panther stuff. I don't know. I, I really... I forget how much I like Black Panther until I see stuff about it. Yeah, yeah. yeah I agree with that, totally. I, it was such a good film, and... Um, yeah, so I, I'm with you on that 100%. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so many characters. I think if the Imagineers' vision was to make Avengers Campus feel like a living, breathing campus of students, teachers, experts, and recruits, and guests, and whatever, I feel like they accomplished that today. It really felt like there was so much going on, just like if you were to go to like a campus new hire orientation, um, and then just the characters. What other characters were there? I know there were a lot. So we had, okay, let me see if I can remember everybody. First of all, Iron Man's out, who I think previously was only at his either special events or like um, Oogie's, Oogie Boogie's Bash or whatever. Oogie Boogie Bash. Oh, um, this is I, my first like Iron Man Like in the full suit. Yeah. Um, I'm not even sure I've ever seen him in person. Yeah. Like it's just been like on people's videos. So that was really cool. Um, we've seen... Black. He was shorter than I thought. Oh, yeah. He's short for a stormtrooper. He like, yeah, he's like... I guess about my height, if a little bit more, <laughs> and I thought Iron Man would be taller, but we're thinking maybe Robert Downey Jr. is not that tall, so... Wait, how tall are you? I'm 5'6". I'm 5'6". <laughs> on a good day. <laughs> on a good day with my platforms. Um, so we saw Iron Man, we saw Black Panther, Dora Milaje, like we said. We also saw... Ow, I bit my tongue. Also saw Black... Uh, Black Widow, we saw um, Captain Marvel, Captain America, the new... Oh my gosh, we need to talk about that too. Yeah. I'll, we'll leave that one. Um, uh, Thor, which also... You? Um, oh, Loki. Oh my gosh, so many people who are Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Spider-Man, which is so awesome. And the Stunt-Tronic. Shout out to the Stunt-Tronic because it's so cool. Um, yeah, that was one of the cool examples of... The Living Breathing Land is over near the WEB Web, Web, which stands for something Engineering Brigade, oh, uh, Worldwide Engineering Brigade. Um, near that building, Peter Parker as Spider-Man actually comes out and he talks to everyone who's walking by and says that he's testing out a new suit with, I think Sharon is the name of his version of Jarvis. Um, which is powered by Stark technology. And then he uh, does a bunch of like stuff as the real person or a real human being in a Spider-Man costume. And then before you know it, he like walks around the building and then it turns into the Stuntronic. 
yeah, it's like the smoothest transition. He's already doing like little like tumbles and jumps and cool little parkour moves almost. And then he just goes off stage a little bit and then all of a sudden the stuntronic like freaking flies through the air and we're like, whoa! So it looks like it's him. And it's so, it's like brilliant in a way. So cool. And then he makes the coolest entrance ever. He like then pops back up as you know, the human one, whatever, right? Not yeah. the Suntronic. And he webs down the side of the building, like he hangs upside down and it drops all the way down, like, you know, how they do the little bent legs and the, like a spider would, I that, guess. That, <laughs> that classic like that. Spider-Man upside down, feet, feet to feet, yeah, feet squatting. To feet knees out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he comes all the way down and then he goes to this little area that's a meet and greet. So you get to take photos with him and say hello to him and whatnot. And he interacts with the guests. So, really cool way. I didn't realize that that part of the show was going to turn into a meet and greet. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. that's smooth. Yeah. <laughs> Who else did we saw? We saw Ant-Man and Wasp. Oh, yeah. I didn't see Wasp. You might have. I, I saw Wasp earlier. And then we didn't see Doctor Strange. No. Kind of. From afar, maybe? I didn't yeah. see Yeah. So Doctor Strange was here very um, randomly. Like, not very often either, right? Right. It's like a big show, so it's only once every 45 minutes to an hour. At least that's what we're kind of clued in about. And um, it's, like, tucked away, so it's hard to see. Yeah. It's, like, in the sanctum. So um, we didn't actually get to see that today because it was a very, very long line. So we skipped it. But we're going to try to see it tomorrow. And you can probably only fit, what, like, 50 people in the yeah, sanctum? It's, it's really tiny. small. Yeah. Um, that was another surprising thing. Um not to like get on COVID talk or anything, but the crowds that they created for these shows, like the Dormelage, for instance, they go up on this little like stage area and there there's like hundreds of people just like literally on top of each other. And I was like, oh, this is weird. Like it's been a while since we've done this. All right, yeah. we're, we're here now, okay. <laughs> it was very jarring to go straight into a grand opening day crowd at yeah. a theme park. <laughs> and like they weren't shying away from doing anything that created those crowds. So, I mean, I guess it's only a little bit from like everything opening anyway. But um oh, speaking of, I got to see Ken Potrock, which is really cool. So that was a great first day thing. He talked to us for like 5 plus minutes and we took a picture together. Put his arm around me, which was another and weird COVID is. thing. <laughs> oh, sorry, he's the president of Disneyland Resort. So, that was very special getting to meet him. He's like Kind of not had a lot of spotlight because he started right when COVID started. So he didn't get to like do much with the resort the whole time, right? That at least would be public facing. And so getting to see him in specials now and then getting to see him out in the land was really special. And I'm sure it was really special for him too. So that was really cool. You also saw one of the Disneyland ambassadors, Justin. I saw both of the Disneyland ambassadors, Justin and Rafa, standing right next to each other. And I was like, hey! And they just waved because it was the grand entrance. Oh, we should talk about that too. Um, I'll just talk about it real quick. So obviously I quote unquote camped out. Not really. Got here really early in the morning and we were only like a couple people back in line. And so, um, oh, and they let the grand Californian people in first. So we're like, what the heck? And then we found out, we thought it was the parking garage people, but it was actually grand. I'm like, Oh, they can cut us all day. (laughs) Um, but so we're only a few people back and then we got in and it was, again, it was, like, just so cool. We got over to the entrance. They walked us there, like, a little parade over. And there was a ton of people out there, like, the suits and 
like the ambassadors, so on and so forth, all out there just like cheering us in and welcoming us to Avengers Campus and calling us recruits. And it was just like that whole big feeling again. And I just love it so much. So um, another really great uh, kickoff yeah. for Disney. And you can only get that by dragging our butts down here opening day and we did it and even though I got here a little bit later than you we still got to see some of the uh, moments like Black Widow announcing the grand opening of Avengers Campus and then bringing all the Avengers up on top of the building where the Quinjet sits and they all came out that Avengers themed fanfare came on pretty epic yeah she got to scream oh she said like I've always wanted to do this and she goes Avengers assemble and then they all came out we're like wow it was so neat. Yeah, so I guess um, the one thing I'd say that was, uh, I don't know if it was unexpected, but it just kind of, I didn't realize it ahead of time, is it felt very universal. Can we agree on that? Yeah. Yeah, it, it didn't feel Disneyland at all. It felt universal, and then... I guess DCA. I don't even really know what DCA's personality is anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we're so lost. And I agree with that because I do think it's a better fit, which was a common uh, theme when Galaxy's Edge was coming. People right. are like, why don't they put it in DCA? Yeah. But for me, this is my personal opinion, but I feel Galaxy's Edge feels okay, totally okay in Disneyland. I think it feels they did like it right, yeah. That fantasy element to it instead of this where you're in like a city, which is totally DCA versus Disneyland. So glad it came over here and it's not a negative thing at all it's a beautiful place and they did a great job and like if you've been to universal in the last i don't know five ten years like it's really really good too so like it's all good but it just doesn't feel disney so much it's like a very one of the well-themed universal lands that they have yeah yeah great um and then let's move on to web slingers the attraction yeah so i want to hear first from you what you thought Okay, so uh, Web Slingers, a Spider-Man, a sp- <laughs> Web Slingers, a Spider-Man adventure. It's a long name. Even one of the cast members was joking about it, and she's like, "Yeah, it's it's Web Slingers colon a Spider-Man <laughs> adventure." Um, but yeah, so that's the name of the ride, if you call it a ride. So, what it is Ooh, is. A- <laughs> Okay, I'll tell you what I liked about it is I am a huge Tom Holland fan and I'm a huge MCU, Spider-Man version of MCU fan, all that stuff. So it was cool seeing um, all that stuff and actual, okay, spoilers ahead, right? Obviously. Um, To see Tom Holland like in the pre-show, which was also very universal, like that kind of screen where it looks like they're there. Or like... Uh, rock and Roller Coaster, was it called? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Aerosmith's Aerosmith, Rock yeah. and Roller Coaster. Oh, so they actually did it first yeah. before Harry Potter stuff. <laughs> um, so the pre-show of the Spider-Man ride was cool. It was Tom Holland, and you're in his... Um, you're on the campus where he is a student as Peter Parker. Nobody knows he's Spider-Man. Um, and we'll get back to the continuity issues later. But so <laughs> Tom Holland was there. And you get on the ride... I thought it was really fun. It reminded me of, like, a really good VR video game. Right. Yeah. Like The Void. Yeah. <laughs> Not even. <laughs> I would say, like, something I could play at home. Like, on PS4. Toy Story Midway Mania. Yeah. It was... I don't know. You you, you tell me how you feel, and then I'll jump back in. Okay. I'm, I'm conflicted so, here. Um, I had a really great uh, experience on it. I thought, like, it had me, like, screaming because of, like, the motion you have to make. 
is like actually like our arms were sore at the end of it so I'm like ah! oh my god I have all these braces on so loud um, and it was like that on the attraction too we're just like screaming like just shooting as many webs as possible trying to kill all these spider bots and um, it was really fun but I am also in the boat of with Mike but it kind of felt very similar to the Millennium Falcon ride right yes, like yes. where it was like cool but anticlimactic like yeah. it wasn't anywhere where we wanted it to be and my favorite moment was at the end when Mike goes <laughs> Mike goes so is there like is there a ride part like what did, what did you say <laughs> I, wait, I want my stomach to drop you know I want, <laughs> or I want to spin or I want to see some animatronics I think I think that's what it is. It was just like Millennium Falcon. It has a really cool show building and cue and lead up. And then the ride itself is just a video game. Um, like Midway Mania. Which Midway Mania, I also get sweaty and, and laugh and yeah. scream, right, <laughs> right during right. it. And my arms get sore. Um, so the way Web, Web Slingers works is the some technology can read when your hand goes in front of the ride vehicle it's actually not that different than like Xbox um, which is again oh, why I was, was a little disappointed because I feel like they were selling this as um, augmented reality and we were going to see spider webs coming out of our hands into physical sets and animatronics oh, that's what I thought this no. whole time and then when I saw it was just I'm the, so glad I cut the you rails off on that, I would have got my hopes up too <laughs> It's just the the back and forth of big screens with different shooting galleries. Right. Um, I did like the fact that they had some advanced options of how to shoot the webs instead of just like blindly shooting like I, I thought. You can also like shoot and then it'll stick to something and you could like swing your arm and throw things. Like there was like dynamite barrels like in a video game where you could yeah. like blow it up and they'll blow up a whole area of these spider bots. So that part, that element of like the, the gaming aspect was was pretty cool but but yeah like <laughs> it it was definitely a full-on screen ride and now that i'm comparing it back to toy story midway mania that one is also all screens like there's yeah. nothing else i guess you have like those props at the beginning but that's it yeah so like yeah it, i would it really also- is it's a super cool video game and right. and it, i guess when you put it that way it's a really cool video game it's not bad but then when you say it's a ride, then it's not a great ride. Yeah, yeah. But it's an awesome, like, ga- interactive experience. Right. Because um, I love the Spider-Man game on PS4. And you have to do all those uh, things, like web something and then pull the barrel, like you're saying, or turn the switch. So that was fun because I felt like I was playing that game in real time next to somebody. So Jen and I were in our own car. And we're our own team and trying to do points. So all around, it was a fun, good time generally disappointed yeah i i'd say i agree um maybe not as disappointed but that's i legit now that you said it out loud i think it's because i didn't think that they were gonna i thought it was gonna be screens the whole time so like if i thought it was gonna be in real scenes and it got to just screens i would also be like what where's the ride (laughs) um but yeah again it's fun and then um i don't know it just leaves you hanging a little bit and then i guess there's also that's a good Uh, hanging and swinging around. Um, do we want to talk about the rumors about Quinjet? So, I don't know anything about this. You do. But supposedly there's, like, rumors going around that that ride is either scrapped or not going to happen. Whatever's going on with it. Um, and if that does not happen, 
I mean, it's hard to say because Guardians is part of Avengers, and that's such a good ride. So, like, it already has an e-ticket, similar to, like, Rise of the Resistance, right? And then Web Slingers, I would say, is also an e-ticket, but it's, like, not same level. It's, like, a D-ticket, whatever. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's it feels like it would definitely be lacking if that ride does not come to fruition. However... They only have Rise and Millennium Falcon in Galaxy's Edge. I don't know why I'm comparing everything to these two parks, but they just re- they open. They're so themed yeah. out. But we have now Guardians and then Web Slinger. So that could be fine, but I, I, I think they yeah. need another one. <laughs> I think you're right, because we, we didn't feel like Guardians was something we just got new. Today felt like Galaxy's Edge opening, where it was just Millennium Falcon and no e-ticket. Right, phase one. Yeah, it feels like a phase one. <laughs> And if anybody has information about this Avengers e-ticket that they announced at D23 a few years ago, um, we're trying to get more information. The Quinjet and the building and the facade of this uh, attraction's there, but we can't seem to see anything actually behind it or any signs of construction uh, or groundbreaking. So we're curious about that, uh, but hopefully they add something. Yeah, well... Definitely have to see. Um, oh, and Guardians is just such a good ride. So we so good. <laughs> we rode that because it is now part of Avengers Campus, and uh, it's a better ride than the other rides in this campus. <laughs> so another thing I wanted to discuss is um, this is just like me bitching at this point, but it was it's interesting. So I hope you guys enjoy this. But I got here, of course, grand opening. Like we we're like the first few people in or whatever. They didn't have... So everything's mobile order right now, right? Like, literally everything in this uh, area was mobile order. They have one area... I, I lied now. I'm, now I'm thinking about... They have Terran Treats, which is not mobile order, but it, for whatever reason, wasn't open for, like, hours. So, without with that said, everything else is mobile order, and they all sold out, like, immediately. So nobody had food. Nobody could get drinks. There was nowhere to get water. I still haven't seen one water fountain anywhere and or a refill thing for your water bottle and it was hot so it was just like a very weird start to the day the first few hours you start you were seeing people like panicking like I saw this one guy he's like I'm about to go into like a medical issue because I cannot get a drink of water I can't find any food like what is going on and then the worst part is that we kind of get landlocked in here because they only let a certain amount of people in so if you leave you're kind of stuck outside of the the land so just this whole thing like you couldn't leave to get food somewhere else and then get back in so that was a little brutal and I think a big oversight for Disney yeah. and um they eventually but way later like probably like 2 or 3 p.m. rolled in some snack carts from like Buena Vista Street where they were selling like chips and water oh, yeah, and like whatever yeah so, like yeah like cotton candy or whatever and they realized it's like we don't have anything people can buy right now and they're all starving to death like wasting away in Avengers Gap we have this captive audience of super fans with money to spend yeah yeah that's the you won't thing. let them into the store to shop there's no food for them to buy um, and then one other if we're on the griping right now one other thing <laughs> is um Generally, Disney doesn't do a great job at this, but there's a lot of really cool food uh, options, but there's nowhere to sit. Yes. And you're, like, walking around with your tray like a a lost soul with your group. Everyone's, like, trying to fight over tables. It's really awkward and uncomfortable. 
I just wish they had a better system for finding a table after you get your counter service. Yeah, that was definitely a hard point for us. I think we walked around for 30 minutes, right, with our food before we could sit down and eat it. Yeah. And, like, we were, we were, like, sitting on the floor at one point. We're like, let's just eat here, like, I guess. And then finally a table popped up right when we were, like, had given up and started eating off the ground, basically. So uh, definitely not, not fun in that aspect. And I think that's been a... At least for me, a common occurrence um, ever since COVID. So hopefully that'll uh, fix point. soon. But um, even that's a good for, point. There's less tables. I'll yeah, give, uh, yeah, yeah. Like even in Disneyland for the grand reopening, when there was even way less people, like I still it was like walking around with my food and I couldn't figure out where to sit down or even like to get shade. It's another thing. Avengers Campus, like I said earlier, is very sunny, and so. It's hot. (laughs) Not a lot of shade to, like, get away and take a break. I think at one time, me and my friend Monique, like, hid under, like, an umbrella that was connected to the shawarma palace. Like, I don't think they wanted us there, but we were, like, too bad. We're going to stand here for, like, five minutes. Uh, Yeah, but outside of the griping, I want to hear what you thought about the food we had. Uh, So we tried so many things. I think my number one favorite thing was the not-so-little chicken sandwich. Um, Everybody was describing it a little bit differently. To me, it reminded me of like a chicken schnitzel, just with a cute little bun in the middle as a decor with some slaw. Um, It was really good. We We also shared a peanut... What was that called? I think it's called the PB3, and it was a peanut butter jelly sandwich with toasted bread... Um, and banana and bacon, candied bacon on it. So it was a whole big punch, and it was disgusting. Don't do it. Not good. Do not do it. <laughs> yeah. It's not good. Um, we tried the... Um, actually, did you try the... You tried the banana smoothie. I didn't try that. Oh, yeah, I didn't like that either. Yeah. It was... I mean, it was also like, remember we were walking around for 30 minutes with our food, so yeah. the banana smoothie was no longer really a smoothie, let alone like just a little bit of water with banana flavored water in a glass i also had um one of the um hard cider they have hard cider and beer cocktails that are like really interesting with boba and things like that i guess if you if you want like a crisp beer or wine spritzer type of thing you'd probably like it um it was pretty hot so i didn't really love it i actually gave it away but um i had to try that so they didn't have that many non-alcoholic alcoholic options if any at that bar so um i actually would have rather had something thirst quenching so i ended up drinking like three diet cokes today so <laughs> yeah. yeah totally i was drinking my coca-cola from my gauntlet i came with a it wouldn't come with water you can't choose water which is bizarre so i chose a coke and i was drinking it like a water like i needed to get hydrated and i'm like this is not how you're supposed to be drinking coca-cola but um what was I just going to say? Oh, shoot. Oh, shawarma. Shoot. Shawarma, shawarma, that's what I was going to say. So we also later had for dinner, we had the shawarma, and I thought it was very good. However, it was not like any other shawarma I've had. How about you? Interesting. Like the um, meat was like cute. I thought it was delicious. It did, it seemed like the chicken shawarma I get back home, at okay. least for the way they make it in Brooklyn, which is New York. This is New York version, right? Of the shawarma. Oh I just realized God. that, yeah. So I'm wondering if it has it. It does that remind me of so uh, much cooler. the smell of like when you walk through Times Square. And I was just telling you, Jenna, I was like, I don't know if that smells good here in Avengers Campus. Right, <laughs> it's yeah. It's like this weird like garlic. It smells good and it was delicious. It was um, super good. It came with like a, what's that, tahini? Tahini, yeah. yeah. It came with like a tahini sauce with like chunks of veggies in it too, which was really nice. Yeah. Like kind of a crisp, refreshing bite to it. Um, 
But yeah, that's so funny. I, I'm so excited now that you mentioned that because I didn't even catch that because our shawarma, at least what I'm used to from the Bay Area, is like strips of flat meat. It's like uh, they shave it off that yeah. thing. So like it's just very different. So I was like, this is weird, but it's delicious, so I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> I, I know what you mean now, the different type, like that sliced, Yeah, like the big... Almost like Euro-ish, like but chicken. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, maybe I'm thinking of euros this whole time. No, no, there are there is a different type of shawarma. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. If if you know, let us know. That's funny, um, but yeah. So I'd say, which would you say the chicken sandwich? If you had to choose, like hang it from a cliff, would you choose? Whoa! Oh. Job I, opening. Is that what people say? <laughs> right. <laughs> So they're cleaning up here at the dining area, and they'll probably kick us out at some point. But yeah, we're going to still like keep on recording up. this podcast episode gorilla style. <laughs> um, if I had to choose between the not so little chicken sandwich and the chicken shawarma, I would choose the sandwich because it's more unique, and I can't get it as often, probably. Right, right, yeah. And I feel like I could still not eat a full one on my own, but you feel like you could. So maybe <laughs> it's like somewhere in between. So I don't know what your quantity feels like. Um, we didn't, we split it, and then we also split that PB&J, but we both took, like, maybe two bites of the PB&J, and we're like, never yeah. mind, so we didn't even touch that. And then the half of the giant chicken sandwich was plenty enough for me, so. Um, but yeah, I think I would also vote for that one. I think it's because, like you said, it's more unique, like, I can get shawarma all the time back yeah. home. So, um, I think it's more cute because it's, like, a nice little, like, like nod to the film, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It was, I remember, because Avengers has been out so long now in the whole MCU, but that post credit scene was pretty big at the time. People talked about it. It was funny. post credit scenes started to become a thing in the MCU, and you wanted to stay to see what it was. Um, so it was cute that they made a whole thing about that post credit scene where they're all eating shawarma after the attack of New York. I think that's what it was. Yeah, very cute. Um, and then lastly, I think the... Like, Avengers Campus at nighttime is, like, pretty cool until you go over to the Sanctum, and it's just, like, gorgeous. It's, like, all lit up. So, like, the rest of the area looks really cool, especially the Quinjet building. Um, It has, like, all these bright blue lights on a dark background. It just looks really, really sleek and cool. But the Sanctum was, like, you're almost, like, in this other yeah. Like, you know what I mean? It's like this otherworldly area or something. When you pointed out this, like, purple bush lighting thing glowing, <laughs> yeah. and then it, it was giving me Pandora vibes yeah, a little bit. Yeah, yeah, right? totally, totally. Yep. Yeah, I thought about the exact same thing when I saw that, and I was like, Like, not Ooh. as earthbound as the rest of the land. Yes, yeah. totally. It's like its own little, like, nook of, like, weirdness or whatever. Yeah. So cool. So, yeah, I think maybe we should wrap it up and get out of here before we get kicked out. We're going to get kicked out, but I want to talk about continuity real quick. Oh, yeah, yes, yes, yes. So, a couple things stood out to me, and um, mainly because Disney's trying to be really good with continuity. And what I mean by that is they're sticklers with Galaxy's Edge and what characters can be seen. Like, we don't get to see Yoda or Han Solo because it's now set in the sequel trilogy. Whereas the Wait M- a second, Han Solo's in the sequel, so why... Oh, uh, well, I guess That's he's weird. dead. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> but good point, but I, it's more like, um, yeah, they, they could have brought the old the old version of Han Solo in. Old man version, old man version. not yeah. the vintage. Yeah, I the but I want to see the vintage one, right? Yeah. From the original trilogy. Uh, but anyways, at Avengers Campus, there was some timelines crossing. So first of all, um, when you get on the web 
Slinger's Ride. Um, the general public does not know who Peter Parker is. They don't know that he's Spider-Man, so he's still going back and forth um, in secret. But we all know at the end of um, his last movie, everybody knows who he is, and we're going to find out what happens next at the end of this year in his third movie. But So there is that. And then we saw uh, some dead characters. <laughs> Black Widow was running around doing her right. thing. But she was also fighting the villain from the prequel, which hasn't come out yet. So that was confusing. <laughs> and then we had two Captain America. So we had your classic Captain America, um, which is based off of Steve Rogers. Who's also dead. Who's also dead <laughs> in some other timeline with What's-Her-Face. Um, Sharon Carter? Is her name? Peggy. He's with Peggy somewhere else. And then so we had Steve Rogers, Captain America. But then we also had Sam Wilson as post-Winter Falcon, post-Falcon post, post Falcon Winter Soldier as Captain America. Yeah. That's so, so confusing. Yeah, so there was two Captain Americas, and they referred to both of them as Cap. Yeah, and it's interesting, too, because that was very recent. So they, like, yeah. made sure to acknowledge that, but then they went, they just were like, oh, let's just have the other one, too. Like, yeah. Why not? I guess. I don't know. So really weird. And we just kept joking the whole time. Well, they have a multiverse now, so. Yeah. <laughs> they go, they can get away with murder <laughs> They now. can do whatever they want. <laughs> um, but, you know, we're the Disney Hawks, and we like to, like, poke holes and try to find things. But at the end of the day... Really cool, really fun new place, yeah. new land. Definitely worth coming out for. Yeah, I mean, we spent 90% of our day here. So, yeah. like, there's something to say for that, too. And even with Web Slingers, as I was boarding the vehicle, I remember getting excited because it's so rare that you get to ride a new ride in general at Disney. It's very rare. You know, a random thing to say about Web Slingers, it is by far the easiest attraction to board Oh, yeah. Out of any attraction, I think. Because it's comfortable level. You don't have to, like, crawl into a boat or do anything else. It's, like, level. And then it's just a wide bench seat. And then yeah. you pull this giant lap bar down on everybody. I'm like, wow, this is really easy. <laughs> yeah, the vehicle felt very high-tech, new, clean, crisp, like a new car. Right. Yeah. And it was situated just like Midway Mania, where it was, like, front-facing and the back-facing on the same car. So, yeah. anyway. Um, but, yeah, I had, I had fun. I had fun. Good. Well, it's a good. Right. We got two thumbs up and two gauntlets. Two up. gauntlets, two <laughs> thumbs up with the gauntlets, and uh, that's a shawarma wrap on this segment of first impressions first at impressions. Avengers Campus. Yeah. <laughs> and now a word from our sponsors. Feeling depressed, like the world goes on without you. Do you just want to be left alone? your doctor about Nexus, a unique antidepressant that works to anchor you back to your reality or the reality of your choice. Side effects include feeling your feelings, confronting your truth, seizing your destiny, and possibly more depression. You should not take Nexus unless your doctor has cleared you to move on with your life. Nexus, because the world doesn't revolve around you. Or does it? And now back to your regularly scheduled program. All right, so we are at the end of our trip. We are so sad, but we wanted to first hop on here and give you guys our final thoughts on the grand opening weekend of Avengers Campus. So we have one thing that we definitely are very excited to cover, and I'll let Mike take the lead on this one. So part of what's fun about these immersive Disney 
lands and experiences are the cast members who are really a part of the show. And what I really loved about Avengers Campus was hearing from actual cast members. And I'm talking about people who are part of custodial or part of attractions. Um, you know, the every man, every woman walking around in their um, themed outfits. So, for example, you have people in lab coats who are part of the PIM eateries. You have people wearing WEB web suppliers. These they're supposed to be cool, like Brooklyn-looking <laughs> outfits, and they're didn't the like ones them. didn't like them. <laughs> Those are the ones who work on the Spider-Man ride. But anyways, these cast members are so cool. One example that I loved was when we were having lunch, one of the lab coats, I believe her name was, and she was really cool because she played along with the whole Hank Pym and Ant-Man franchise universe, whatever, and I had asked her if she had seen Scott Lang, because by the way, if you look on some of the um, wrappings and trays for food that you may order from Pym, it says it's signed by S. Lang, and so those of you who've seen The Avengers know that Scott Lang is Ant-Man. And so I asked this cast member, hey, have you seen Scott Lang around? And she had said, well, I actually did see him. I walked by him and he was laughing at me, but I think he was laughing to himself because he probably told himself a joke, which I love because that's very in character with Ant-Man. And so she went on and on about that. Um, I also asked her if she saw the uh, character that Michelle Pfeiffer played, um, who is also known as, her last name is, her first name is Janet, and I think she either goes by Janet Pym or is it Janet Van Deen? Listeners let us know. But anyways, I asked her about Janet and she said, I am not allowed to interact with her because she's a master researcher. Whoa! So, Dramatic <laughs> we love that. We love when the <laughs> cast members get into it. <laughs> yeah, and then another one of my favorite cast member interactions was when we went over to the Doctor Strange Sanctum area. And that one, so one of the things about this whole wearing masks thing is that I can't, like, usually only the person talking to the cast member can actually hear anything. So I'm handing this one back to Mike, too. But I did hear the story afterwards about the, uh, <laughs> All right, so quick editing. Um, we just ran into one of our friends, Vegan Dynamite. Hey, hey. shout out. <laughs> but anyways, back to um, what we're saying about the Doctor Strange Sanctum. Uh, so Mike, share, uh, share with us what that cast member enlightened us on. Yes, so the cast member who was part of the Mystic Arts entourage over at the Sanctum in Avengers Campus where Doctor Strange and his... Um, troop hangout. So the cast member had this really cool outfit on that matched uh, that piece of the land. He had real long hair. He was giving us JVN vibes from Queer Eye. So um, John Van Ness, he was so nice. And then when we asked him about the timing and the cadence of the Doctor Strange show, you know, he gave us that normal cast member spiel about, you know, it could be about 45 minutes, but he can't say. And then he launched into this whole thing about the history of that sanctum. He's like, did anybody walk you through the sanctum yet? We said, no, of course not. And I'm going to try to do, according to Mike TV, what I think he said, because <laughs> he said a lot. Stuff that I had never heard about in the Marvel Universe. And so he basically was telling us that here in California, in Orange County, there was a... Um, power source that was left here by, I think he said the Celestials. So, like, real ancient, 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 back when, like, there was 
the ancient one and all the sorcerers and things going around. And they left this evil power source buried deep here in Orange County, Anaheim. And it's been there for millennia. And then when Doctor Strange and Iron Man um, became friends and started becoming part of the Avengers together, Tony Stark took over the old Stark Industries facilities that were near the buried um, energy thing. (laughs) And he also said that's why Stark was there in the first place. So Tony's dad built this factory next to that energy source, which is now owned by Tony Stark, who then repurposed it and gave it to um, WEB to create the Worldwide Engineering Brigade. Brigade. So now Peter Parker goes there and goes to school in this place where the building is. And then, on top of all that, after this Battle of New York and all these things happened, Doctor Strange decides to dig out and unveil that energy source, which is what you see, is that big crystal-looking thing that changes lights in different colors. Wow, and I'm out of breath. He was saying all of that. He told us all of that in like two minutes, and I was so impressed. He was so into it. Yeah, I'm really actually sad that after that conversation, we didn't actually get to see the Doctor Strange show yet. Um, It was quite a long wait, and he was playing it off like, oh, Doctor Strange likes to stop by here whenever he feels like it kind of deal. So we didn't really know when it was going to be, but it was definitely like the timing wasn't lining up, so we missed that one. But next time, next time, right? Next time. Um, And then, so like... Overall, I think you guys have a really good picture now about our experience at Avengers Campus. But before we leave you guys today, I thought it'd be really cool if we give you guys a few tips about visiting Avengers Campus. So um, I want to launch straight into the idea of getting here early. I really think it's very important to get here early, like before park opening, um, maybe 8 a.m. at the latest. Park opens at 9 currently, so an hour before park opening, whatever that is. And the reason why is because the line gets literally bananas like so quickly as soon as the park opens so if, as long as you're like up in the front of the line or you know like somewhere in a decent line you will be able to get into Avengers Campus when you walk in in the morning and I think that is just key to experience it well um, numerous times we walked by the ends of the line and we just asked to like kind of report on it and see like how long the line is we heard three hours three and a half hours five hours it's kind of like the lowest we heard was like three and a half right I think So it's crazy. So you need to make sure you get there early and just do it first thing in the morning. Um, The other ways you can get in are if you have a boarding return time. So like a boarding group. Um, So then you don't have to really worry about it. Yeah. So if you get your Web Slingers uh, boarding group at 7 a.m., then you don't have to worry about getting there early because you can walk in whenever your boarding group is called, but no earlier. So you have to be called to be able to get in. Um, Another quick thing is that this, I'm definitely thinking it's going to fluctuate because the app currently says that they do not let you in Avengers Campus if you have a mobile order. But they have been doing that all weekend as we're here right now. So who knows what's going to happen by the time your visit happens here um, in California Adventure. But uh, keep that in mind that that is another opportunity to try to get in the land and um, be able and then to you get food skip the line. Yeah, 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 I mean, you're going to need it anyway. So it's good. Yeah. Um, But yeah, do you have any tips for for the first time? Um, A tip I would say is there isn't as much shopping as you would expect for a Disney area. So keep in mind that outside of Avengers Campus in DCA proper at the Hollywood Studios backlot, they have a um, large selection of Avengers Campus items and other Marvel souvenirs. Right, and that's in the Studio 17 backlot store, which is... 
in Hollywood, uh, Hollywood backlot near like Monsters Inc. Basically, yeah. Right. So head back there. It's a huge shop. It's very D twenty three feeling in there, <laughs> and you can buy your stuff there. Maybe even skip the line in Avengers Campus and come here afterward. True. Maybe because yeah, it yeah. is also a very long line with virtual queues and everything to get in the stores. And I think they have. Pretty much everything yeah. here. I don't remember anything being unique to the That's a land. really good point because the store in Avengers Campus that's a new store is the Web Suppliers. And it only has Spider-Man Web Slingers ride merchandise. Right. So if you want like Avengers Campus merchandise or Iron Man, Black Widow, you actually have to go either to um, the studio we mentioned, the stage, or there are some select things in Guardians of the Galaxies. Oh, um, Yeah. Exit through the gift shop. Gift yeah, we shop. totally forgot about yeah. that one too because we're looking all over for a sweatshirt that we wanted to buy, and they're like, "Did you try Guardians?" We're like, "Oh, yeah." Whoops. Um, we're like, I'm having a hard time connecting that attraction to Avengers Campus, so like, I just forgot it was even there. Um, so that'll be one helpful thing to keep you in the land and uh, be able to stay in. Um, another thing is that uh, mobile orders. So we talked about that a little bit earlier, but we've already seen changes. So make sure you keep your eye on what's going on with mobile ordering by the time you uh, do your visit. Um, for instance, the first day, literally everything in the land was a uh, mobile ordering, and it did cause a lot of issues. So I'm really proud of Disney for like addressing that quickly. And by the second day, it was already changed. And what they did was all the carts that have mobile ordering were no longer mobile orders. It was um, walk-up only. So they only had Pim Test Kitchen and the lab, right? Is that what it's called? Shawarma is no longer mobile order. No, neither of them. Interesting. Yeah, so you can get those walk-up, which is, I'm sure, a long line and not very fun, but, like, at least and you it can feels, eat. feels real, like a shawarma New York City Times Square <laughs> right. experience. you got to wait in line. At least you can eat and have a drink instead of, like, be starving yourself over in <laughs> Avengers <laughs> Campus. So that's an improvement. Um, we'll see. Oh, my God, scary. We'll see what happens when things change around, but... Um, think of any other things right now. Do you have any other things? You yeah. Um, another tip I would say is there are so many people lining up in queues that you don't know what the, it is actually for, especially oh, with physical distancing, right? People could be somewhere so far away from whatever the actual thing is. So the number one thing we always say to people at Disney Parks is just talk to cast members. Ask the cast ask members. Questions ask questions all day. All the questions. <laughs> And you should also ask another cast member after you ask the first cast <laughs> member because they might tell you something different. So don't be afraid to ask. They are there to help you answer your questions or at least try to. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that's a good time to wrap it up. And I hope that helps any of you and all of you on your next trip to California Adventure and Avengers Campus. And we are going to end this with Wakanda music in the Woo! background. I love it so much. Thanks for listening to episode 36 of the Disney Holic Show. Follow us on social media at the Disney Holics. And if you say hi to us in the park, that would be even better. And if you want to get with get with us, no, if you want to get in touch with us, <laughs> if you want to get in touch with us online, send us a DM on Instagram or email us at fanmail at the Disneyholics.com. Okay, bye. bye. <laughs>
and stole my nose I had a slumber party with all my foes Now I wear them like a badge on all my clothes If I'm crazy, I'm on my own If I'm waiting, it's on my phone If I sound lazy, just ignore my tone Cause I'm always gonna answer when you call my phone Like, what's up, danger? Man, I really want to go to Disneyland.